Hello and welcome to the 25th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them about their starter industry, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves. In the second half, we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Wildstar by Carbine Studios. Mike, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Mike Donatelli. Uh, I'm the product director on Carbine's Wildstar. So to answer the first question, see, we start easy on this show. <laughs> well done. You know your name and you know what you do for a living. Brilliant. That would have been really embarrassing if you said, I'm... Dave yes. something, I'm a milkman or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm responsible <laughs> for the vision of the game. Uh, wow. So how long have you been at that then? Um, I've been at Carbine Studios for about four, yeah, four years now. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah. But before then, how did you make your start making flashy, lighty video games? I'm assuming that's what you've always done because, hey, you might have done board games beforehand. What do I know? Well, okay. Uh, well, I'll start back at the beginning. At yeah. At the very beginning. Before I got into games, I've, uh, I've repossessed cars. I've, uh, I've worked with <laughs> certain ABC organizations. I, I've done a lot of weird things before games. Uh, how I got into games was I, I got a job uh, in customer service working for Dark Age Catwalk. Oh, <gasps> really? Yep. There's a heritage. I uh, uh, I started playing EQ, and I was kind of in love with that game. And a buddy of mine uh, was a dev on Dark Age, and he pinged me and said, "Hey, look, we're going to launch this game called Dark Age, and you know they need." Bodies. I remember when that appeared. Yep. Yeah, I was like, "What? Camelot? No, I'll just carry on with." running across and doing my corpse runs. That'd be great, thanks. But <laughs> oh, no, at the time, I think it was, it was uh, Ultima Online or something like that. Okay. The, wood, the wood chopping sim. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you, that's how you get onto customer services of an MMO. Yep. Uh, much loved and missed. Um, so from there, you you just do the carried on in the MMO realm, obviously, I assume. Uh- yeah, I, I got a chance at one point to uh, in the within the company actually test to for a so I worked my way up through customer service and I think that's actually given me a really helpful edge as far as design goes. So it's more of a customer service oriented design ideal. Um, but then I got a chance to work on as a de- as a junior dev on Warhammer. Oh right, so you you basically from that standpoint you have empathy. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Because I, I play a lot of, I mean, I play games regardless of the format. I suspect you do as well, but I'm not going to put words in your mouth. But I play D&D and stuff. I just played 5th edition the other week for the first time. I actually ran a D&D session there. I'm a DM, you see. And the reason I'm re- going to this point is that I think the best DMs are players. Yeah. Because they're the ones who are like, well, I wouldn't do it to myself. <laughs> so why don't I do it to them? Unless, you know, I'm being a bit of a jerk. But, you know, no, for me, yeah. <laughs> Sorry? You're absolutely right. I mean, it's that's a lot of the decisions that we made making Wildstar were based on the fact that we as players were like, you know, uh, I like that or I don't like that or why would we continue to do that? So you're absolutely So empathy is yes. the key to, to good game development. That and making fun games, which yeah. sounds so glib, doesn't it? You know, yes. all, all games have to be fun. And you just hear, I can hear so many people go, you know, it's like, well, Okay, that's not strictly true. I know all games don't have to be fun, but that's a debate for another time in some GDC conference. Let's yes. not do that, all right? We're not here for that. <laughs> We're here to find out about you, at least in the first half. So customer service, awesome. And you're a producer now. So that's uh, quite... no, the product well, director. It's like product director, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. It's yeah. it's it, I'd say it's a bit of both, right? Right. Um there, there. We have a development director, Matt McCarsky, who kind of works on the, um, you know, keeping all the ducks in the row kind of stuff. I get the, I have the enviable job of being able to sit down with people, and, you know, the design lead or, you know, the creative director, and just sit down and go, you know, this is what I think. This is where I think we should be heading as a game. Right. Okay. So, noting all of that and your background, and you've done lots of things and interesting things, and not just just games. Um, 
What are your biggest influences, do you think? And it can literally be anything. It could even be your cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say... um, I refer... I would say influences I refer back to games. Games I played and loved. Um, EQ, I mentioned that. I love that game. Yeah, even though you and I know that looking back on it, it's very, 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 very bad. Well, <laughs> Come on! Well, I mean, you mentioned, sitting... you mentioned corpse runs, which <laughs> I have so many terrible memories of that. And... I remember running across Antonica because I could. Ugh. I reached level thirty and I rang across the. You know, it's like, oh, don't run through there. Why? Well, it's 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 after dark. Why you just get killed? Oh, jeez! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I said, I think that there are some very interesting points of gameplay you could go back to yes. but there's you know but but on the flip side there's just a lot of stuff you just can't do anymore people don't have the uh, uh i don't want to say the time i just don't think people you know they don't want to beat themselves up over the kind of stuff that you had to do back then i think we've evolved right i think we've all evolved that's the point if we didn't know any better yeah okay? i mean i remember playing a game before that um meridian 59 Yep. It was the yep. first, and at the time it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah not so much. Yeah, um, the amazing is not the word that immediately springs to mind when, <laughs> when, you, when you see it now. I don't know. People are still playing it to this day. They've got their own little server. They're still running. You know, I mean, the developers have long since abandoned it, but you know, there's still yeah. a community that drives it on. But it's for reasons best known to themselves. But it's you're right. The the, the kernels of amazing MMOs. Uh, or the, the 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 genre itself were there, uh, and you could argue the muds before them uh, brought them out. But I never actually played any muds. I'm yeah. old, but not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so but you're basically saying that MMOs that you've experienced and played. I mean, there's the elephant in the room, but let's mention it. It's you know, wow. Um, but it's it's a monster, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's still going, although they're superstitions, and they they really did change the things around, didn't they? Really. They did. They, you know, I think that's pretty much what, um, for me, see, that's the thing is I don't, I don't like reinventing the wheel for the sake of reinventing the wheel, right? Like if you're going to go out there and go, we have to do something that's going to, you know, you know, just bend the whole genre. That's what, I mean, to do it for the sake of doing it, I'm not a big fan of. I liked what we did on Wildstar, which was just take a look at what we liked in MMOs and just try to do those parts better. Yes. And we'll come on to aspects of that is i think i've some of my questions like why have you done that <laughs> You're actually right. so I, I would say biggest influences if i just got the point at games would be eq uh-huh. uh, i love the movement of assassin's creed i love the strategy of civ i liked the first one on assassin's creed everyone yells at me about that but i said no you actually assassinate people <laughs> yeah and i loved the parkour and the fact you could just i want to go that way press go you know, and granted the controls are very twitchy, but it was there. You know, it's the yeah. just point and go, and you're not having to faff around jumping and moving your arms around. It's like, well, he's an, he's an assassin. He doesn't have to tell him how to jump. He knows how to jump. He knows <laughs> how to do. He just go. You know, but like I said, it was twitchy. But well, sorry, what was the other game? I jumped in there. What was the other Civ. game? Civ. No, I love Civ. Civ. Oh, yeah. God, I remember spent so much time playing that game as a kid. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I had. I had it on the Amiga. Uh, I'm that old yep. again, and uh, I I remember playing that and uh, just marveling at how the Germans are so angry at everything. And this is in the game, not generally. Germans yes. lovely people, but in the game, psychotic. Yep, they're just always having a go at you. And the amount of times I just chuck along, and, oh, and then the Germans come up, why are you go away? And then I just commit genocide. <laughs> go away! You're annoying me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Civ and Civ Five and all the other news. I mean, it's amazing how that, that keeps trucking. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I do get that from a lot of developers saying, "What's the what's the biggest influence?" Like, and they sort of pause and oh, games. Yeah. Okay, that's more specific, and they expand on that, which you've done. <laughs> so this this leads on to the next question because they all have a flow to them. What do you, who do you most admire? I mean, it's a tough question to ask. It can be a person, a group of people, a company, all three or above. Well, again, if I was to go straight up, um, straight up developer, just like a whole group of people, 
I think it's Ubisoft. I find I I enjoy their games more. Like like their I guess I'd say their um their stable of games. Like I like a lot of the games they make, and I like the way they they do their business. I'm a fan. Um, this all story concept. There seems to be a pervasive. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but they seem to be. It's all in the same world, you know. Regardless of what game they're making, there's a some sort of web link between all of them. Well, it's like they have. It's again. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love, there's a lot of people that I respect. Uh, you know, uh, did you play um, The Last of Us? Yes, I did. Okay, Last of Us. I love it. It's a great yeah. story, and it's a great storytelling technique they use. It is, and, and it's a lot of cinematics right Mm -hmm. i like what ubisoft does because i feel like they have kind of found a balance between both Mm -hmm. where it's like there's still enough gameplay involved in me that i get i feel like i am i'm making that action happen plus i think that they have a focus on um the just the way that to, to make the players feels, give them the feels, right? And that's what I kind of <laughs> Oh, that phrase, it makes me wince a bit when you see executives say it on E3 stages. But yes. Pretty <laughs> much anything an executive says on an E3 stage. Yes. Makes me it does, does amuse me how the industry or just the general public, or the say general public, you know, the interested public, let's get it straight, um, sort of like, oh, look at that executive. like, he's a suit. It's a, it's a suit. Yes. It's, they're going to say something dumb. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a suit. Don't get excited. It's a suit. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, uh, but I definitely, if I had to pick one person and again, kind of okay. go back to think Sid Meier. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. He, um, has, he has a great quote um, that I repeat on occasion, which is uh, a game is just a series of interesting choices. And I think <laughs> that if, if, if you have a game and you don't kind of use that as your template, you're just like, wow, this is boring. And, you know, people can make boring games. That is that is absolutely possible. It is true. Um, I've encountered stuff. You've encountered stuff. And yeah. you go, um, I see where you're going with this. I'm don't want to, I'm just going to get off. <laughs> a miraculous spreadsheet. Yeah. I mean, there's a in the UK, and you know this. Like, there's a game called Football Manager, okay, which is <laughs> okay. Now, or Soccer Manager, you know what it means. You're, you're yep. bilingual and stuff. You're fine, but you know, for the, my American listeners, um, so it's basically you managing a soccer team in well, it could be in the UK, it could be anywhere in the world actually, and it's just a spreadsheet. It, it, it is, it is. It's a very brilliantly, beautifully skinned spreadsheet, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I avoid it. Not because I think it's bad, it's because I, you know, I have a vested interest in the sport because I'm British and ergo. Um, it's like me and cricket. I mean, I know cricket. I don't like cricket, but I understand it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. I could write along loads of facts about cricket. No interest in it at all, but I'm British, therefore I know how it plays. But the point is, I would just get lost in it. You know, I've spoken to developers. goes, you should play. No, 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 I'm not. No offence to your good self, sir, but I'd lose my life to that game. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. I know perfectly sane people like, no, I'm playing this. Like, no, please don't, don't. So, yeah. But, yes, when you are literally faced with spreadsheets and when you see a game, you start playing a game, actually all you end up seeing is you do what I call the matrix, where all you can see is the code. Maybe you should stop playing the game, in my opinion. No, I agree. And uh, that happened with me with WoW. I just started seeing the code. And I went, I'm going to stop now. Because <laughs> it's just code. I can see the lady with the red dress now. Yeah, yeah. You know what's coming next, too. You know what's coming, over. yeah. And it's just, I just stopped playing well, not because I didn't like it, or I just like finished. I finished it. Yeah. <laughs> I finished it, MO. And, uh, you know, it's uh, hopefully it doesn't ever happen to Wellstar, but I doubt it from where you designed it. <laughs> now, speaking of games we're playing, um, I am playing Wildstar, but you, what are you playing other than Wildstar, sir? So, um, again, can't be anything, by the way, it would be, I'd be remiss to say, so I'll say this, you're right. I am playing a hell of a lot of, <laughs> okay. I want to make sure that I make that absolutely perfectly clear. 
because this is the my my game is pretty much this is the first time I've ever been like addicted to the game that I I worked on. So although so that being said, um, what am I what am I playing that's not that? Uh, yes. Yeah, I love, I love State of Decay. Okay. I play a lot of that on the console. Oh, on the three sixty uh, or yeah, three sixty. Because yeah. that came out some time ago on the three sixty. It's on a PC now. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I, I've, I, you know, I have so. I'm many... just mentioning it for everyone else, so everyone may. Oh yes. No, I love couch playing. Trust me, I played Diablo on a couch. I know, I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that is that saying something that's, right that, there. That's heresy. That is, but uh, yeah. I used to until the expansion came out, and then I had to go back to the to the to the office chair. Um, I'm, I'm replaying Assassin's Creed 2 right now. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I recently played that too. Yeah, common ground. This is uncanny. Um, almost the same people, um, but yeah, glorious game, but not enough assassinations. In no, that's what I'm saying. I love uh, again. I like where they went. I, I, I played all these Assassin's Creed, all the download content. I love it. As a matter of fact, I spent a week around Christmas time when Assassin's Creed Three came out, just skinning beavers. <laughs> they had this really strange thing. It popped up the interaction where it was like, "Hey, look, you're now in the top." 10% of animal hunters. And then I had to, again, because I work in games, I had to start figuring how to game that so I could get <laughs> to the top 1%, which was I found a stretch of land that had beavers. And I just went to town and spent a week doing it, you know, watching TV and stuff alongside. But God, I love, I don't know. I love Assassin's Creed. So I'm replaying Assassin's Creed 2, but I'm also playing uh, XCOM on the iPad. Oh, now you see, because I might have mentioned this before, I'm very old. Uh, and we've actually had Julian Gollop on the show, um, oh. so he he did he did, he was he was promoting Kickstarter Chaos Returns, uh, which is successful. I'm happy to say. Uh, and uh, but no, yeah, I remember playing the original on the Amiga again, being utterly utterly blown away by how amazing it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, it was an extension of Laser Squad on the Spectrum, but sorry, that's going way back in the 80s, but. Um, again, I'm old, um, but you know, even still, I just loved the sense of empowerment that game gives you when yeah. you're doing it right, and when you're having being able to knock huge holes at the side of spaceships, and then <laughs> and then roll in loads of grenades into that hole you just made, and wipe out half of the, or maybe two thirds of the occupants before you even go in. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. It's like I, I play, you know, and I'm also playing um, Walking Dead. I, I'm like on the second part of Walking Dead. So. Season two, yeah. How, yep. how are you finding that? Because I've got, I bought it in this, the uh, Steam sales, which you and I know should yes. we should avoid. But you know, <laughs> stupidly, I had it on my phone. I had Steam uh, on my phone, and then see, someone someone said on Twitter, "Oh, have you seen? Oh, really?" And it's like it's like I bought you know, Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition for. You know, seven dollars. Seven dollars. No, I know. I turned around. I uh, that's what I actually kind of eased off during the the last Steam sale where they were s- selling a uh, Deus Ex, <laughs> and I bought all of them. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to go back and relive my my childhood. And then I was like, you can't go back. Just, you can't. You can't. You just Don't stop, do that. Stop. And, Deus Ex is a fabulous game, but it's no. <laughs> You can't. You can't. Not after playing the newest one and go back to that going, oh, man, this interface. And you're like, oh, God, if they this... just done this, why am I trying to redesign a game <laughs> this old? Uh, okay. Anything else? Or I think we can move on. No, I, that's, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I got I play a lot of Wildstar. So. It's a nice spread. It's a nice spread. Yeah. It's, it's important that we have that spread. Um, like I said, I'm playing all sorts of games at the moment. Playing lots of board games as well because I'm a, a part of a crazy board game group that meets every day. Wow. <laughs> and I only, I only go once a week. If you're ever in London, let me know. We can you can come along. Oh, absolutely. Um, people actually just sign up. We have Americans and all sorts of people all over the world drop in, and they've only signed up for that one day. It's like why? Because we know you're here. <laughs> we just we, wow. we just come, and there's fifty odd people in a pub. It's amazing. Wow. That's so, yeah. Incredible. Very- <laughs> it's and it's great because it's in a pub. We're fed and watered <laughs> by the pub, <laughs> so you know, perfect. But that's enough of that. Let's move on to what we really come to talk about, which is Wildstar.
So, tell us. This is why I call the Zeroth question. You certainly now have to give us the pitch to someone who's never even heard of it, despite the amazing marketing you've done on this game. Um, what? Tell us about Wildstar. What? In, in, in a nutshell, and it's probably you probably done this a thousand times, but you know, give us well, give us the, give us the pitch. Well, Wildstar is an MMO. Yes, um, yeah, we focused on a. a, a a core group of things that we wanted to, you know, kind of, we, we saw what people were doing in the past in MMOs and things we liked, uh, action combat, uh, combat that's more mobile, more Twitch, you know, get move more, mo- more movement oriented where you're not just sitting there and pressing the same buttons and, and just, you know, I always refer to it as it's like hitting somebody with a brick. If you just equip two people with bricks and they hit each other over and over and over again until one of them dies, I just wasn't in the mood for that anymore. It's it like two cavemen hitting each other yes. with a club. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Oh, this club's got a little bit more shiny than this one. Clunk. I get another hit. Oh, now it's on fire. Clunk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's accurate. Uh, so action combat, we have some pretty crazy housing, uh, hardcore raids and dungeons, and then we wanted to focus on rolling out content pretty aggressively post-launch so people always had something to look forward to so it's not like you're waiting 18 months for an expansion but you're constantly just getting bombarded with something cool new at cap level so you have a character who's you know when you get to level 50 in our game you know we always want to be like oh hey you know what next month we're dropping a whole new zone with all these new quests and all these new contents and a, and a step up in gear and all this stuff. So you could keep on playing with your, your main. So you didn't, so that our game didn't turn into like a lot of other MMOs where it's like, well, you're done. Go back to the beginning and start over again with a different class. Yeah. I mean that, that, that can and does happen with a lot of MMOs because of that's the real struggle. And you've been working on it for so many years is the, the key is yes, you get all the, con- you get all the, the mechanics sorted out and, that's not the easy part, but that's just part of the story. I don't think there's any easy part of making an MMO. I was about to say it was, but it's not actually true. You know, the, getting the mechanics of the game and the play, but it's the content and also yeah. keeping it interesting and worthwhile, well, you know? It's, yeah. Well, it's funny because we get pinged a little for quests. <laughs> you know, people are like, they didn't try to do anything new with quests. And that's exactly what I was saying earlier is I'm not a giant fan of just reinventing the wheel. I like quests. <laughs> that's the yeah. whole point is going on a quest, right? And every quest in every game can be boiled down to kill, interact, or collect. I mean, it's just, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter what game you play. It doesn't matter what kind of shiny coat they put on it. Um, but, you know, we, we took parts of the game. We, you know, um, we, that we liked in other MMOs. I like quests. We wanted to stick with quests that people felt familiar with mm-hmm. and then just try to do fun things with them. Yeah, but uh, you also did stuff that's not quite as familiar, but I want to talk about that later on, um, especially with regards to the, the player types. But before we get on to that, let's, let's talk about my first proper question. So Wildstar, as you said, it has a semi Real time combat is that fair enough to say that? Yeah, or is it? I, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is because of the technology and the and the latency required. There still has to be, unfortunately or fortunately, the element of pressing a button and seeing the effect occur. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's also about positioning. Um, so was that always? Because the show, the Sausage Factory, is really about looking under the hood of a game and seeing how it came to be. How did the engine or car come to be? Sure. Was that always the intention to have this kind of combat mechanic or did it come in halfway through development? Or Honestly, no. When I got here, uh, we had, it was WoW combat. It was exactly the same thing, you know, that WoW had. Wow. And- Ah. And, we, and we we played it like that and you know we got through and we're just like you know what again it it was it's okay i mean it, you know like you said well, it well, does the like, job doesn't it you know but yep. is that enough i don't think so least of all now least of well i mean you just look around i mean again we did that i i talked about assassin's creed and i, I love that game and i love the the movement and they have a lot of three they they play a lot in the three-dimensional space and we mm. that was part of my part of what I wanted to do with the game, which I, you know, maintain, which is, you know, use the three dimensional space up and down is, is 
a valid place to play in any game, even an MMO. So we did a lot of, of jump puzzle stuff, a lot of movement-oriented gameplay. Yes, I was, I was about to mention that. Is that I'm standing there going, oh, you need to get up to that space. How do I get up there? And there's a pause, like, well, you jump. And for me, it's like, well, no, I want to <laughs> jump. I'll play freaking Mario, all right? Yeah. This is an MMO. It's like, well, why can't you have that? Well, no, because it's an M- Oh, God. <laughs> well, and it's, then, it's, yeah, it's great. It's well, great. it's the same thing with challenges. So if you played and you got any challenges, yes, uh, have. I was playing. Um, I was. Don't always succeed at them either. <laughs> well, you know, at least we didn't put in some guy who's going to bust your balls the whole time about losing. You know, that would no, been- no, no. Uh, <laughs> which we do have that for anybody who does end up playing. Yes. <laughs> when um, I was playing during development, I was playing uh, Dark Siders and an artist that I'm friends with here was playing, uh, God, what was the EA version of that? Um, Inferno? Uh, it wasn't Darksiders. It was Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Yeah. So he was playing Dante's Inferno. I was playing Darksiders. We were, and we were comparing notes about the two games and mm-hmm. how, how they play. I prefer Darksiders personally. I, I do as well. Um, but the idea was, I talked about how this, this really fun mode where they're like, it's a, a challenge where the guy would literally challenge you you know, I remember to this day, it was a challenge. They would, I was in a room and they put some kind of lore around it that made no sense, but it didn't really matter because the whole point was it was fun. And that's, again, goes back to the point of making games, which is having a good time. Oh, so they would yes, actually I remember that. It was interminable. If your dexterity, <laughs> if your hand-eye coordination was even slightly <laughs> off, God help you. Because you're just okay. like, you're not but getting past got, this bit. <laughs> but you got to you got to hit zombies with cars. I literally got to pick up cars and throw them at zombies. Yeah, and it's you like, couldn't just do it regular. It's like no, no. Every zombie you hit with a car, yeah, that counts. Anything but, else? But yeah, and, the, and the point was, it was a challenge. And if I failed it, it wasn't that I, I just stomped my feet and quit. No, I'm, I'm going to win this. I'm going to beat this challenge. The game is challenging me, and and, and you know I like that. So we talked about it, and, and he and I said, can we put that in the MMO? Yeah. And we screwed around with a, a, a mocked-up UI, and we're like, God, this is actually a lot of fun because it takes the quests that you know that are the familiarity yeah. of the MMO. And kill then you, 10 of these, and now kill 10 of these in four minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and that was a lot. Again, it, it just made it a lot of fun, especially now, again, I couldn't guarantee that would have been as fun if we didn't have the action combat. Yeah. But – the action combat, you know, I end up playing through at the end of a quest and continue to be killing monsters because I'm I'm having a good time killing. Yes, which, I found that with Wildstar is the destructive element of it and the the visual feedback and the, you know you, you give to players is very very pronounced. Um, it definitely seems to be a, a core design decision. It's like when a player you know is successful in doing something, tell them. Yes, <laughs> a <that's>... lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's not it's not in other way I'm not decrying your design decisions and that it's brilliant you know when you level up it is ridiculous <laughs> well it, it's funny because we do this testing right we're testing this stuff and we were like somebody made a comment going eh, your your level up is kind of uh, it's kind of meh oh no 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 not the red, level up as you see I know, not, not now but I'm just like red brown to a ball to you lot it's like Oh really? Oh really? That, that's all we needed. That was <laughs> threw the gauntlet down, and it was it was a. And the worst part was it was like an alpha level up. It was literally like the same level up that we that you've seen in every MMO ever. It yeah. wasn't like it was finished, but in one of our playthroughs, somebody gave the commentary whereas it doesn't. It's not as high profile as everything else we do. And then it was like, well, well, we're going to have to one up that. Yes, Well, you didn't though, did you? You tend up it. Yes. Because it is this stupid, well, not stupid, but crazy cartoon, level up! And it's just, it's just the whole world comes to a grinding call. Like, this is amazing! Like, okay. it, it, it was worth, I can tell you. tape parade. Yes. Hooray, <laughs> <laughs> got to level nine. <laughs> and every one of the things he says is different, so. Yes. Yeah. It's just so good. And when you're eating, om nom nom. <laughs> so all that stuff is great but so and also just to highlight to the to listeners the way the combat works is um, um correct me if i'm wrong but basically an area below the character's avatar will be colored usually red 
maybe some of the color, but would indicate that if you stay there, that's cool. You can stay there. That's fine. But you're yep. going to get hurt. <laughs> yes. You will not be as, you will not play as optimally as if you just get out of the way. Just, just get out of the way. And there's a, you can do a simple double tap on your keyboard and you'll jump out of the way. Yeah. Um, so, or whatever you're doing, if it's ranged combat or something. And you also have spells that will interrupt them, give you a moment of opportunity where you can actually do more damage to them if yeah. you actually interrupt their telegraph. So, Yeah. So, next question. Um, as we all know, you and I are MMO players, and we can expand on this. There are apparently, and I hate shuffling people into categories, but we're going to do it anyway. There are apparently four archetypes. Now, a lot of people straddle these. Uh, but yep. there's the explorer, the attacker, the socializer, and the achiever. And these are apparently called the Bartle player types. Okay? Yep. Um, now, uh, personally, I'm an explorer and a socializer, so I've those two. Uh, and a little bit of achiever, because otherwise, why would I raid? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, but really, the, the raiding was the means to an end to explore. So that was for me. I wanted to see the game, but in order to see all the game, I need to raid. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now, Wildstar, you seem to revel in these archetypes because <laughs> you offer four paths that mirror these types of, to the point of rewarding them for having these habits. Again, well, um, maybe uh, first of all, expand on that and how that works, and also so how borrowed types are just like you said. They're they are you know you can break every you can break everything into groups, and um, these types are. In reference to games, it just takes it just takes on what kind of what kind of person you what kind of play style. I guess play style would be the best way to say it. And we turned around and we noticed through play tests that certain people on our team and in you know focus testing would gravitate towards some kinds of quests. You would end up getting this feedback from people going, "Man, I I wish this quest just had more killing." Or, you know, God, this, I wish I had to hunt more to get these items, right? And that just, it started to become very apparent that certain types of players enjoyed more. And, you know, you can't just make everything, everything, or, you know. So we decided to work on these pads. And I guess it was the design director at the time uh, came up with this path idea. And then we broke it out. And the first path system was pretty bare bones. It was uh, holdouts for the soldiers, so, yeah, we gave fancy titles to the different types, uh, mm-hmm. soldier, explorer, settler, and scientist. And then yeah. um, the soldier only had holdouts, which became real monotonous real fast. <laughs> um, the scientist had just scanning. Um, uh, the explorer had just uncovered the map. And the settler just had, uh, like, building this one thing in town, like the settler. So it evolved then. Oh, it yeah. It evolved to what it is now. Absolutely. It's nothing like that now. It's way more interesting. Well, there's just a lot more things. And again, that all came from players playing. Once once we got people focus testing, we did focus testing like every weekend, and we get people playing, they would actually be like, oh, you know what? This is cool, but you know, it would also be cool if my guy could do this. And we're like, yeah, you know what? So the scientist, that didn't have – at the time when we did the original scientist thing, there that was it. You just scanned stuff, and, and you got maybe a buff. And then we turned it into this whole – scientists uncovered lore that the rest of the players couldn't have and not couldn't have, but couldn't see it, They had a deeper understanding of the environment and what was going on by kind of investigating and uncovering that. And you, you, you talk about D and D and I think that, you know, you can't, you can't give D and D enough credit for everybody pretty much in this industry. I don't think I've met anybody <laughs> in this industry that has not played D and D. It's true. Even the ones who go, Oh no, I only do like Pathfinder now. Like, Yes, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. You still play d I might have done. Or they go, oh, second edition only. Like, I don't care. Exactly. You played d d didn't you? Everybody so. had their flavor. Um, they did. They did. But I played it, fourth it, for ages, apparently. Apparently no, it's a bad thing. I know, I know, sorry. It's, um, <laughs> it's definitely, and, and one, of the thing is, one of the things that I like to call it is, like, if you get the killers and the achievers and the socialites and the explorers and you get them together, right? You get all those people together in our game and you're the soldier and the settler and the scientist and the explorer, and you you team up with four other people, they interact. So you might have a regular quest that has to collect some item, but if an explorer can open a secret cave, there might be a cache of these things in the back of the cave, and everybody gets that benefit. Um, Soldiers, the more people that help you, 
the tougher the holdouts become, but then everybody gets more path experience, which levels up a whole different tree of, of unlocks and, and gear and costumes and, and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, I play, I play as an explorer, <laughs> Kelsey Breeze, considering what I said earlier. And for me to raid to explore, it says it all. And it's maritime. Where are you going? There's this thing over here. What thing? It's over here. Just, just down here. Where are you going? It's a map. How many times explorers are yelled at by other players? Where are you going? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've been actually. The funny thing is, I played. I'm. I'm more of a scientist settler. Right. I definitely like to socialize and role play. You know, again, it's a role playing game, and I definitely like the science of it. Like, I want to learn more. Uh, so the scientist for the lore part, I like. But when I started my main. Uh, day we start the game, launch the game. I want to pick my main up. I actually picked an explorer stalker. It's like two things I never ever played <laughs> out of. I was more of an engineer or uh, a warrior, but right. I picked the stalker just because I wanted to try something completely different and actually have a good time. Um, yeah, uh, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. So when yes. I when I tried to play a rogue like character it wasn't in wow it might have been some other mmo won't well, mention it but it wasn't in wow and like, no i can't do dps yeah i'm either a healer or a tank can't do dps me and me and mages and like, no <laughs> i don't get that thrill of destroying everything like in a blink of a no <laughs> and then everything rushing to you because you pulled the aggro no <laughs> no so yeah but i'm glad you had fun with it because you can not go that way, as you know. Yes, yes. And that's why I, I, I literally picked it because I'm like, I, I spent a lot of time playing those other classes and I'll try yeah. it out. No, myself. It's a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, I, I'm actually having a really good time. Despite yourself, get, yeah. Well, yes, exactly, despite myself is exactly. <laughs> we used to get we used to get pinged for it. People were like, well, why can't I just be an explorer, settler, <laughs> scientist? And it's like, well, the way we did it was, well, we actually got a lot of feedback from people playing after we started fleshing out the paths and people were playing the paths they said well why can't i do this and this so what we end up doing is at that point we went in and said okay what are the core mechanics for the different paths and we pulled the core mechanics out and we put them in the regular quest content so as an explorer you can still do a quest where there's a holdout the same kind of holdout a, a soldier gets but the soldiers just gets more of them so yeah. we wanted to make sure that all those different things existed in regular questing so everybody can enjoy the little aspects of all the paths but then the path just gives you more of what you like i mean yeah balance for that game is yep. going to be in any of them are balance but the more features you throw in it's more like oh god well, especially <laughs> a feature that segments the content if we had just turned around and said okay we're only going to do quests then we only had to do 100 percent of the quests this way yeah. you had to do 70 percent quests that everybody could do but then you had to do another 30 percent of the content and do it times four. So it was yeah. definitely... And you don't have to do any of this stuff. Yeah, you don't. It's completely, you know, optional. It's completely optional. It's like this secondary thing that happens on the screen. It's like, eh, don't have to do this. Yep. But you want it, don't you? Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't I have just, to do this. <laughs> as a completionist, I, I yeah. have to do all of You have stuff. to do them, but you don't have to. Um, not in real terms, but you know, mentally, because we're insane. You do. Um, now I'm going to talk about the graphical style of Wild Star because it is very striking. Uh, and there's some, um, there's the, gosh, the small little rabbit creatures, not rabbit creatures, oh, I can't remember what they're called. The Orin. Yes. A friend of mine, who, when he saw that, like, that's it, I'm playing that game. Why? Because look, look at them. Look. You're insane. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, um, he, he's, he's, he's playing on my server and uh, we, 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 we talk to each other on TeamSpeak and stuff and it's, it works very, very well. Um, it, it feels like Ratchet and Clank in lots yeah. of ways, um, and which is a, a glorious set of games. They've missed a couple of times, but most of the time, really, really amazing set of games. Was that always been the case? Why, why was that style? Well, this kind um, of like, this isn't, we're not going to take ourselves particularly seriously. At our art director worked on it, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, Tom Watt, sorry, then. He, Matt McCarsky was our art director at the time. He's now the development director, but he was he worked on Ratchet and Clank. So there you go. Yep. That answers that um, glorious question. But, um, I no, did a little have, bit of research. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's just fun, right? Again, it goes back to it's a fun art style, and it's one that everybody here thought because that's pretty much the one thing that hasn't changed. It's been like that since I got here. The art style is something that you know we feel will last the test of time, right? Well, yes, that's the point. It's it doesn't require you know it doesn't age really yeah. because you have that style, that graphical cell shaded ish cartoony like style. Um, you're not going to suffer the, the, the ravages of time so much. No, so, as much. And it flows very well. And it also allows you to populate the screen with loads and loads of stuff. And yep. uh, most PCs, I mean, my PC is about two years old now. And that can play, you and I know this, can play a lot of games currently. Yeah. Two-year-old, two-year-old re- decently specced out PC um, would, can run, it's, it's fine to run current games. It's not struggling just yet. I think give it another year and I might have to change the graphics card over. But other than that, you know, so, and because you, you haven't gone for a heavy developer, a heavy engine or graphical engine, you're not really, you know, so much of a box, are you? Because I find one of the thick strengths of many MMOs, if you, if you know where you are in space, you have a better sense of location. Whereas if you go from zone to zone, it becomes disjointed. Do, do you agree? Yes. Um, we. I just to, to touch on that. I have my computer is about four, four years old now, but I, yeah. I've changed the video card out, so I don't have that much of a problem with it. But um, I also play with the uh, the fog in all the way. My LOD is super low, um, just because I want to get the extra frame rate out of it. But understood. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about we talked about all kinds of things. We talked about having loading screens and loading between zones. We talked about, you know, there was a lot of things you can do to kind of optimize that stuff. But we wanted the world to be open and seamless, so yeah, that's that's the way we went. Because that's why one of the strengths I have for to Wow is that you can stand on top of a mountain, look across to another mountain, and go, I can run to that and not see a single loading screen. Yeah, and that's important. I mean, some some do it better than others. Uh, <laughs> sure. But it's it's hard, though. I mean, you know, this is Blizzard we're talking about, kind of, you know, savants. But it's 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 important because you get a sense of space, and I think you've 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 managed to conquer that um, to a greater or lesser degree, far more than a lot of other MMOs. And considering the extraordinary, interesting, and complex tale that wraps around Wildstar, which we haven't really got into, because for me to go into that in any way would spoil everything. Yes. Because that's the yeah. that's sense of discovery. So I have put that aside deliberately because I don't want to talk about anything about the story. There is a very rich story, everyone, in, in this game, but I don't want to go into that because I just want you to discover it for yourself. It's a very rich story that, you know, people, again, they underestimated it at first because we turned around and we decided, uh, we decided a while ago to do something that I call, um, it's kind of, uh, I don't want to say situational storytelling, situational. Um, so I'm sorry, supplemental storytelling. Yeah. Where the, you know, we talked about it at the beginning is okay. As MMO players, I think, you know, people have moved forward and we wanted to make sure that you could get into the game, play for an hour or two, um, play through a whole story. I was calling it like an episode of the A team. I don't know if you're familiar with that television show. Yes, I am. As I said, I'm old. Carry on. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was. We wanted to be able to go. I log in. I go to a hub. I find out that marauders are in town and they're tearing things up, and I want to help the people. And in two hours or an hour, I've finished. Like that. That little story is done. Yeah. And there might be world stories that you're unlocking along the way that tell a you know, that are setting up the overarching story, but we wanted to make sure there was these little stories that could be told. So players could get, you know, in and out of the game, uh, you know, bite-sized chunks. And that all throughout the world, there are data cubes, which are voiceovered from the guys who used to live on the planet, um, journals, books, all this great stuff that is just supplemental. It's on the, it's on the periphery. And if you find him and you really, really want to learn about it, you know, all the stuff is there. So there's a ton of lore, actually. You just got to find it. Indeed. And I do enjoy finding it. Um, cause it's, I'm again, I'm an explorer. <laughs> That's yep. what I do. I love seeing the worlds that other people have created, whether it's a book, film, or you know, even the Lego film, which I watched last night, which is hilarious. 
Um, if you haven't seen it, you should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> final question. And this is a question that very, very topical as regards to current state of MMOs. And I want you to expand on this. Is that There's a currency system that allows a player to buy time to the point where, in theory, I don't know if they have to pay a subscription fee because the game, Wildstar, is a subscription-based MMO, which is uh, an oddity in, in this day and age. Um, can you expand on the whole currency system? I don't want to, you know, drag people too down. Like fiscal policy of uh, of, of, uh, of uh, Carbine Studios and or uh, or indeed um, uh, NC Software, what have you? I don't want that. But I w- would like you to, to expand on that. Explain the strategy and how it works. Well, that that's actually pretty. That's easy for me because uh, you know, you know, I don't. I I'm not going to take credit for a lot of the stuff. You know, we're a team. We did a lot. We did this game together. But cred was kind of my baby as far as that's concerned. Um, I worked with a, a designer named Max Whitaker to come up with cred because we wanted a way. We wanted this sub because we wanted to be able to continue to make content faster than. Um, you know, you need to have the subs so you can have the money to pay the devs to make mm. more faster. So it's just kind of nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, is we wanted to make sure that players could play after that initial, you know, opt-in. Um, I bought the game and I'm playing the game and I love the game and I have all this in-game cash because I'm playing a ton. But I don't have, you know, I might not have the 15 bucks a month. I want to be able to buy time and then, you know we wanted to make sure that it was not us buying like you're not paying us for the <laughs> for the the joy of doing it but that you're working with other players so i think as of today i have personally spent uh i think in the first month alone i bought 3 cred <laughs> right that's a lot and, and then i put it on the auction house you put it on a uh a, an on auction house that's just for cred and then other players say hey i want to sell cred uh, for this much in-game gold, and I say, I, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I want to give that much in-game gold for a cred, and then you turn the cred in for game time. So a yeah. guy who has a lot of time in-game and like, enjoys playing it can make lots of money, and then they have this money that if a person who doesn't have a lot of time to play but wants to play can just spend money and get. That's me, the latter one. Okay. Not a lot of time, but I like playing the game when I if and when I can. And, so, and I'm the same, and, and it yeah. pretty much it hit when I hit housing, because our housing's pretty insane. So once I hit housing, I just started like a lunatic. I spent, I think I was level 15, and I think I'd spent like at least two weeks straight without leveling, just going back and doing challenges for for stuff to put in my house and going to the. For me, the the housing is 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 Wildstar's answer to Team Fortress Two hats. Yeah, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a criticism. It's actually a a, you know, it's actually a, a compliment. I, I last night I, I see if I, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to put. Um, I'm on tw- Twitter as yes. uh, or Donatelli, and I'm going to try today to find this picture that got sent around last night because you know we get all these pictures from housing, and somebody literally made Optimus Prime <laughs> out of housing stuff. Optimus Prime in his truck form. Nonetheless, but there is a giant tractor trailer in this guy's housing plot that he made out of walls, wood, like stone panels that look metallic. It was amazing. Can he get in trouble? Why? I don't know. It's just like, can no. someone? No, it's just. just and we it's do not for lot. profit, is it? So I guess. no, it's, it's all on his own housing plot. You know, yeah. if he doesn't want you to even visit it, you know, maybe I shouldn't be posting it. But. <laughs> found an entire you know somebody did we have like all these sky you can do everything in housing you can change the skybox you can change you know you can there's a skybox that makes it look like the entire thing's underwater so i saw i posted the other day pictures of this guy who made his house all his house underwater and had things like floating in midair and had a he made his own sea monster it was amazing literally amazing i would have made rapture yes oh absolutely (laughs) and that the whole point would is, you kindly <laughs> we, um you know we're making sure that our post launch schedule has updates that are nothing but housing right like giant housing updates with hundreds of decor items and new plugs and you know because it's it's a pillar of our game and and i've always said you could take our housing and you could make it its own game and people would pay well, they, they do it's called minecraft <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true. Sorry, but <laughs> no, 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 but it's um, but that's fantastic. You're user created stuff just for the, you know, for the heck of it. Yeah, that's that's why you do it. But yeah, you've done a fantastic job of actually explaining the unique, um, like uh, system currency system that you had. Because remember when I first encountered the game in because we're talking about pre-show, we were talking about when I first encountered Wildstar was at Gamescom in 2011 and wandering up to this vast booth the size of Belgium. <laughs> it's huge. And uh, talking about, you know, the question was, so how is this a subscription based? And in very coy, very coy. You wouldn't, no one would think, no one would sort of commit to anything. Like, oh, we're still working on that. Oh, come on, give me something. No. But um, by way back then, did you have any idea what you were doing? Were you I think playing? back then we were a little bit more on the fence about it. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely believe, you know, there was a lot. I would say back then, no. I would say that it came out probably, you know, it might have been right after Gamescom. Uh, it was Gamescom again. Gamescom for us was kind of like, a, oh, crap. You guys need to go to Gamescom. We're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Uh, it's Cologne. Beautiful city. Yeah. You'll love it. We're there. Okay. You, you, your crap's all over the booth. You better get out there. So, yeah. um, oh god, that booth. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you couldn't miss it. You couldn't miss it. No, you couldn't. Uh, <laughs> no, cred again. Cred fills. Uh, I'm telling you right now. If uh, if I had more time, I would be making a killing off cred. Just making like buying it within game gold. I can tell you right now. A, a pretty decent sized chunk of our players are playing for cred right now. Um, I mean, heck I paid for three people to pay to play in my first month. And that was, I don't see that ending, <laughs> you know, I'm into crafting pretty hardcore now. So I want to burn through the, the crafting. So get a little extra cash is, uh, um, it's a fair, uh, it's a fair way and it's safe, right? It's all in game. Yeah. So you, and you can want- jump on the crafting wagon at any time during your experience. I mean, I, I like to start it when I, when I play the game, but the problem is you have too many strands. Yeah. So I know people just focus on building their character up to 50, and then they regress back to go to, like, smaller, lower zones just to do all their, <laughs> their gathering and their crafting. Like, when you've got level 25 mooching around, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, you know, stuff. Well, I- I end up sticking with, I end up picking Outfitter for my Stalker because he makes, I, my Outfitter ma- I'm an outfitter to make armor for my stalker, medium armor. But the cool thing about that is that I I found out through playing the game, not that I didn't already know this, but you find out through the game that um, the gear that you can craft is actually better than the same level drops you can get. So crafting is actually pretty effective for keeping your character a bit above average. Yeah, forget forget orange stuff. <laughs> what have you made? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mike, it's been fantastic talking to you. Just uh, to summarize, where can you get the game? Formats, it's PC and Mac? Forgive me for asking this. Uh, no, no, it's PC currently. Uh, oh. Let's say we're playing around with some other ideas. Okay. But PC currently. Okay. And, you know, you can get it at your, you know, again, in Europe, I realize you guys do a lot of work with, like, like box retailers and game time cards and stuff like Oddly that. Oddly enough, yes. Don't ask why, but we do. I didn't personally get it uh, as a box game. I actually just downloaded it. But, uh, so but yeah, tough. I mean, yeah. ultimately, if I, if, if I had my druthers, I'd only buy, like I said, Steam. I'd only buy games off the Internet. Um, but uh, if you want to go to wildstaronline.com, you can get it there. Or if you want to get it from your box retailer, you can get their time game time cards there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been running for about since uh, – when, when was the date it dropped? I can't remember. Uh, it's been about a month and a week or two. So it's relatively young, everyone. So if you can drop in now, don't worry. There won't be – there are players who are probably maxed out. Of course there are. Um, I did it about 20 minutes after it appeared. I wish I was joking. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there are people who who really plowed through and got through. What was the fastest one? Do you know? Uh, Yeah, I do. The fastest one, I want to say, was... I want to say, was it 40 hours? Right. I I think it was 40. You know what? It It started at 40, and I think they got it down to 25. Jeez. But the average, the beautiful part about that is that even with that ridiculousness, the average was about 150. Oh, no, no. About, yeah. I'm sorry, not 150. 
the I would say to level 30 was 150. So if you extrapolate, because we just everybody, you know, at the time we pulled the numbers, everybody who was 50 was 50. The closest people behind were 30. So it was about 150 hours to get to 30. So they were well on their way. We plus we designed it in a way where we I never wanted to make you know I've I've worked for game companies where they turn around and they say hey look um, you know we need this game to sell X number of boxes and make X amount of money so you need to make 300 hours of content I think that's about the lousiest possible way to make a game um, it doesn't work that way well you can't tell tell tell, tell executives that and uh, you see what happens but you know, <laughs> now that I finally got into the into a position of an executive level. I get to turn around and dictate that, and I think it's yeah. a loud way to make games. So we made it so the 300 hours of content that are in the game are sideways, like pads. You said it yourself. If you don't want to do pads, you don't have to. But if you do all the content, it should take around 300 hours. Yeah, I mean, not everyone gets distracted by shiny things. I know you sure. and I can't comprehend this this nope. way of thinking, but apparently there are people like that. <laughs> um, I'm actually really like that with the with the with the, the, the the Elder Scroll games, or just like, no, I'm just going to do this quest. Like, no, no, I, there's a cave over there. Whatever, just doing this quest, and like, finish the main quest in 30 hours. And I'm going, was well, that it? Everyone yeah. else going, I put 400 hours in this game. Like, how? I, I literally <laughs> won't finish in any of those games. I literally will not finish the 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 world story of it until I finished every side quest first. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, no, not me. It's just like, no, just doing the world. Oh. And then right at the end, they save the world, and they go, oh, do you want to kill some bandits? No! <laughs> <laughs> I don't! Because I had to save the planet, and you have to bow to me, because I'm your master. Yeah. But no, you're not. Um, on that, again, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavours with this game. It's gonna it's the one that keeps on giving. Yeah. And uh, if you've got a machine that can run it, which you know it's like I said, the the engine is forgiving. Am I right saying that? It's, it's... I, I would say it's fifty fifty. It's a mm-hmm. I would say it's a visually intensive game, even though it's cartoony. So um I, I'm playing it fine. I guess it all depends on uh, what your what kind of you know experience you're expecting to have. If you want like you you know um I think that the game is optimized pretty decent for older computers, I guess would be a good statement of fact. Yes. yes. Ones that uh, are gaming machines that were built originally maybe two and a half years ago or so, before, yeah. uh, if it was a gaming machine in the first yep. place. If you're running it off a laptop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, If you're running off a laptop, you, there's some things you need to do yeah. to make it work and, you know, LOD is one of them. Yeah. Uh, you can turn down again. There's, you know, turn just turn, if, as long as you turn everything down, you can do it fine on a laptop. And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review, and you can also don't forget listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com, and you can stream the show from there. You just look up the Sausage Factory, and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer, you listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Bye! <laughs>